Ahoy! Oh, that was an aggressive one. It was, sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I didn't like it. <laughs> do you do another one? Ahoy. Cool, well done. <laughs> welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Uh, welcome to The Wave, the weekly news and chat show from the world-famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. It is indeed. Podding your casts since... A long time. 2019. 2019. Coming up on four years in April. Amazing. Yeah, crazy. How are you, Nick? All right, do you know what? what? I'm a lot better than I was a few days ago. Oh, no, what's happened? I, d- I was just ill all weekend last oh, weekend. Why do people always get ill at the weekends? I know. I always get ill at weekends. Absolutely scuppered me. Um, Took you off your feet? Yeah. Really? Bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not yeah, good. it wasn't pretty. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, it was a rough sort of 48 hours. Feeling better now? Yeah, I, feel, I did. Uh, today... I actually do feel human. Good. Well, today and yesterday, so uh, that's good. Um, You're looking good. Thanks. No problem. So are you. Thanks. (laughs) I mean, the most annoying thing was that I I could only pay a fleeting visit to our watch log at the weekend. Yeah, you turned up and then you vanished quite quickly. Well, there was a reason for that. Okay. Because... I joined on my phone. For those of you who don't know, we do watch-alongs in our Discord some Sunday nights. Uh, we watched a couple of films this week. I did. I did say to the the guys for when you were trying to set the whole thing. Yeah, up, I, I just couldn't I, get I'm, it to work. I don't know what I'm, was wrong. With it. This might only be a flying visit because I've only got a certain amount of battery left, and I'm on my phone. And the reason I'm on my phone to join and say hello uh, is because I'm in the bath. So. <laughs> nice. How very <laughs> Hugh Hefner of you. Yeah. So <laughs> you know that's the kind of content you get. Uh, if you're in our Discord, yes, uh, Nick in the bath. <laughs> what more could make you want to join? Uh, yeah, we did. Well, we might as well start with that then. Now you've mentioned it, we okay. did. Um, we watched two films on Sunday night in the Discord. Yeah, we finished off the Robert franchise. Yeah, of Robert the Doll. Uh, yeah, we did that. <laughs> that's good that that's finished now. Um, the fourth one was the worst one. Sure, it was absolute dross. From start to finish. And that is saying something given... They're all drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. The fourth one was the worst. 35 minutes into this film, everybody you've met so far gets killed off and then it starts again. Lovely. With people absolute that you've reset. known from the other films. It's literally, it's an absolute reset. 35 minutes into a 70 minute film. It's bold. 45 minutes before Robert showed it's up. Bold tactic, Connor. <laughs> 45 minutes till Robert showed up. <laughs> the last one was all right. The last one was a reboot. So it felt like there was a bit more budget. It was um it was actually some of it was filmed in Moscow. Nice. So they went on a location yeah. to film some of it. So it felt like there was a bit more budget and it was all right. It was still shit, but it was all right. But we we had some bad news. Yes. We we found out whilst we were watching them that the director of these films, who we, we got onto because we did one of his films on the show. We did Wells uh, of the Werewolves Third Wife. Wife. We did. We didn't rate it, but we did it on his on the show That's and cool. uh, unfortunately passed away earlier this month. Uh, yeah. right in January. It was yeah. only thirty nine. Yeah, it's no age. It's a real shame. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones, yeah, British, prolific British filmmaker. I think he's got twenty nine credits on IMDb. Yeah, There's I think also a lot of his films on on Netflix. There are. I did, I did a bit of a count, and it is. I may not have it exactly right. It's something like in the last five years. Yeah, he he directed and released fourteen movies. Yeah, you know, fourteen, fifteen movies. I think it was two thousand and. 15 he released like five or six in yeah. a year which is ridiculous 
So yeah, but yeah, he's uh, unfortunately passed away, only 39. Yeah. No age. Sad note to start the podcast on. <laughs> well, you know, next thing is got to decide what's what's going to be the next watch along. Yes, we uh, we've got a few ideas. So yeah, uh, join the Discord and you can contribute. Yeah, we love we love shit B movie low budget films that we do watch alongs for. It's most once probably once a month, once every two months yeah, on a Sunday like night. So yeah, if you're if that's something you might be interested in, we all just get together on a Discord call and uh, watch a film together. It's great. Have a chat. The Discord link is in the show notes. Uh, how have you been? I've been okay. Uh, a long way round <laughs> till we get to yourself. Yeah, I'm all right. I've not. It's been. It's, this week seems to have gone really fast. Okay. I don't feel like I've done much. Yeah, this no, week. they said they would speed it up because last week, last week was really slow. Yeah, so they've got. I feel like they have got they to have, uh, balance it out. Feel like they have uh, balanced it out a little bit. But no, I haven't really done a lot this week. I've been quite. Uh, quiet week i've hurt my wrist okay. i don't know how i've done right that. i mean we're in dangerous <laughs> territory already aren't we i opened a box right last night yeah and ever since then i've not been able to still dangerous territory <laughs> i've not been able to do anything with my wrist it's okay. really painful was I don't it know what i've done was, was it was it like a small box a big box it was, was it yeah, pandora's box it was a pandora's box it was a smallish box it wasn't a heavy box so it wasn't a like you know when you're just <laughs> doing something and you thought, fuck that. I mean, you've opened boxes before. I've you opened were, you were hundreds like, of boxes in my life. How do at I do least, this? What? At least eight boxes I've opened in my life. Okay. So, but you know when you're just doing something and you think, fuck that hurts, and there's no reason why that hurts all of sure. a sudden. And since then, it really hurts. Weird but bits of you do start to ping and twang as you get older. I think you're right. You. Just, just down there on my wrist. It yeah. Hurts. I don't know what I've done. Uh, that's rough. That's that's very rough. <laughs> That's it, though. That's that's <laughs> the most exciting thing that's happened in my life this week. Well, you, you make sure you look after yourself. I will do. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> Should we do some Netflix news? Sure. It's been what, a quiet what? week for news, but also a not. big piece of news has come out. <laughs> I would say not necessarily lots of stories, but a couple of quite substantial ones. Yes. Uh, and we will start with an update. The detail, in fact for which we were complaining we didn't have, but last week. Yes, we and were. And that is how Netflix will be policing the crackdown on password sharing. Yeah. Uh, and basically, they are planning to force users to regularly connect via their home Wi-Fi. It's a sensible way to do it. Yeah. Because you kind of have got people over a barrel there. Sure. So, there are there are, there are ways around this, though. There are. But essentially, the the theory is that um, Netflix will ask you if it notices uh, that you are uh, either regularly or randomly logging into your account from an IP address somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, it will it will ask you uh, to enter a code. Yes. It will send to your so de- your phone. Or they're going to email you with a code that you need to type in. Yeah. So this that's an easy way around it, isn't it? Yeah, of course there is. <laughs> so well, all you need to do i'm not going to advocate password sharing here absolutely not, not condoning it not condoning it but all you need to do is set up an email account that everybody who needs access has got access to yes and you've you've sorted that then problem solved it's going to be a bit annoying having to put a code in every so often but if it's going to save you 15 pound a month it's i mean worth the well you say that but how many other apps and and um you know devices that you have to do that anyway yeah, for security yeah. purposes it's it, you know we're not talking i don't think we're saying netflix is changing the world here are we it's, no not uh, at all um yeah it's kind of annoying and i'm sure it'll always pop up when you like is the least convenient time yeah but 
you know, um, it's it's happening, like it or not, it's happening. Yeah, it's there's nothing you can do about it. There's also talk of a a small extra charge to allow you to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's only going to be two quid, three quid a month, just get that person to pay you and they've got a Netflix yeah. account for two pound a month. Uh, Netflix says it will send a link to the email address or the phone number associated with the primary account holder. This will contain a four-digit code that will need to be entered on the untrusted device within 15 minutes. They say that this may be required periodically. Uh, it will also be needed if you are away from your home for an extended period of time. For example, if you take a device traveling and plan to keep using Netflix. I guess that's if you can't log on to your own Wi-Fi after 31 days, they're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if Netflix would be my top priority if I found myself with the luxury of being able to travel for an extended period <laughs> yeah, of time. I'm away from home for 31 days, I'm probably not watching Netflix. <laughs> but there you go. How do you think this is going to affect them numbers-wise? I, I mean, we said last week, I mean, Netflix themselves said, didn't they, that they're, they're basically banking on, uh, you know, it's a scaling up of the experiment they've done in the last few months in Central and South America, which they are saying, although they haven't released any stats to confirm it, yeah. that they did see an initial drop in subscribers, but then that has now come back or leveled off. The thing I wonder if they've thought of, and I'm sure they have, This was, that was a very arrogant thing to say. For instance, if I was sharing my Netflix account, yes, and I'm on the highest tier, yes, so I've got four accounts that I can share, theoretically share with whoever yeah. I want at this point in time. If they stop me doing that, I'm going to bring my account down a level. I don't need yeah. those four accounts. Yeah, yeah. So 100%. I'm going to save myself money that way. And you, they don't, they can't guarantee that the people I theoretically share my account with are going to get an account themselves. No, of course not. So in theory, they're losing £5 a month by doing this. So I'm sure it'll all balance out for them in the end. There's there's obviously going to be people who who are sharing accounts currently who are going to have to set up their own account and will willingly do that. There's going to have to... There definitely are people out there who will do that. There's people out there who can't live without Netflix now. Related to this, because there's always a tweet. Yes. Uh, There's always a tweet. (laughs) It has been sort of getting viral over the last couple of days uh, a Netflix tweet from 2017 okay and do you know what that said what it said love is sharing your password <laughs> they, well, they've always never they've never had an issue with it before they've always they've not condoned it but they've always yeah. no, they've known it's happening but still it we it was always just a matter of time yes the 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 bigger surprise should have been they've their their previous attitude to it. Well, yeah. And the court kind of, you know, not embracing it, but not, not far off, let's be honest, with stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes you wonder if they've like, let's get the world addicted to Netflix. Yeah. And then when they're addicted, we'll charge, we'll charge them all for exactly. it. So it, it makes you wonder if that's <laughs> not the uh, the play here. But we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. It doesn't. There's still not really a launch date for when it's going to start happening. I think it's imminent. Uh, I I feel like it is it's just ready to go. Yeah, they're when, just going to press a button. When they've they started changing all it. the policies and wordings on the website. Yeah, so it's not going to be long before people are going to start getting these codes coming through. And and it, it is simply that the competition is there now. They're yeah, in a absolutely. different world than they were even two years ago, let yeah. alone five years ago. Yeah, when when they were the only game in town. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Times change. They do. That's just uh, business is business. Be interesting. It's going to be an interesting few months to see what sort of because viewing numbers are going to go down as well. In theory. Oh, <laughs> imagine how random the metrics are going to have to get <laughs> yeah, exactly. to create. Uh, this is our new biggest, most viewed show. Or whatever. Yeah, by unique accounts in yeah. the first twenty-eight days. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to happen, isn't it? Next, well, because one controversial Netflix story isn't enough for a week. Okay. Uh, Netflix has also took some flack this week by admitting that they have been using artificial intelligence to help make uh, a recent anime rather than paying actual human artists. Wow. So is that the future? Yeah. Why do we even need humans to make films? <laughs> artificial intelligence is definitely Creativity. It's coming. Whether people Forget like it or it. not, it's coming. It's um, just how we learn to adapt and live with it. Did you notice... Today on the socials, I put out a Instagram post about this week's film, and the background yes. was slightly different. Yeah, that background was AI generated. I will admit that to you now. <laughs> did you also notice we had a reply from an account? I did notice that earlier. It's pixel art, yeah, which I presume is just another AI type. I game. assume so, yeah. And they have they replied with our logo, made out of movie made up posts. of movie posts. I did notice that earlier. It's pretty cool. But it's uh, not one image. They've cut the image into four pieces. Yeah, no. So you can't use it. No, of course not. <laughs> but yeah, the, that background image I generated with AI. Uh, well, this the the sorry, Ross. Sci-fi anime in question uh, is the Dog and the Boy, which <laughs> is is coming out this week uh, on Netflix. It's only a th- it's a three minutes short. Uh, okay. About a kid whose robot dog waits for him when he goes off to war, and. All the background art for the uh, for the short film, uh, Netflix admits, was generated using AI rather than being drawn by human. Uh, they say that uh, a human did draw a relatively rough layout of what they wanted by hand. This image was then put through an AI art generator a few times before finally being touched up by hand to create the final artwork. Uh, but we don't know who, as in which AI uh, company have done this. Because in the credits for the short film, uh, background designer is simply credited as AI, open brackets, plus human, plus, plus human, human, close brackets. Wow. An artificial intelligence can't claim, claim copyright over any image or yeah. words generated. So they don't need to credit anybody because yeah. nobody's actually came up with it. So... It's really interesting, and it's again, it's another, it's, a, it's something else Netflix have done as a proof of concept to see if it works. Yeah, and and if it worked, don't be surprised if you see them do it again. It won't be long before we we're getting AI characters in films and TV shows. And like, if you need a robot character, there are now robots on the internet that can play that character. Of course, it, it won't be long. It's happening, and people have just got to be prepared for it because. <laughs> AI is not going anywhere. <laughs> the days of uh, paying Vin Diesel a billion dollars to say, I am Groot. Yeah, that's <laughs> long gone. All right, we're going to be over. Long gone. Even more than that. I mean, we mentioned, did we mention ChatGPT on the show? I think a couple we've of weeks mostly ago, talked about it off. Okay, I think we might have mentioned it on the show. Well, if not, I've been playing with it quite <laughs> yeah. a bit. And you just put a voice to that. You can have a conversation with that thing. Yeah. 
and it won't be long till actors are having conversations with it. Sure. I'm telling you now. So it's not just going to be, it, it, uh, people have got to learn to live with this thing because it ain't going anywhere. That's quite interesting. I find that really, I find that more interesting than controversial. Okay. Personally. Hmm. And I know artists are going to come at me now. Ross is going to kick kick off at me again. <laughs> That's all he's done this week. But I don't know. I just find it interesting. Well, it's not my world anymore. It's not. <laughs> We've got to move, keep up with the changing times. Anyway, what's next? Netflix. Oh. Have. Uh, well, are, I should say, are shopping around to completed movies. Right. To other uh, distributors because they're not going to show them. Okay, that's interesting. This has got to be a first, in, yeah. to my memory. Anyway, uh, two completed movies, The Inheritance and House Slash Wife, uh, are being shopped around uh, because they're not going to be shown... They just don't the want streaming them service. Yeah. Uh, the, inhe- uh, the Inheritance was directed by Alejandro Bruges and is currently in post-production. Uh, it stars Rachel Nichols, Peyton List, Austin Stromwell and Bob Gunton. The other movie, House Slash Wife, was directed by Danis Goulet. Um, now, The Hollywood Reporter uh, is claiming that Netflix's decision... To scrap the project, uh, comes as the company seeks to maintain the same level of content spending from last year. Uh, so they're hoping to pull in a bit of cash for selling these these flicks. Basically. Wow, okay. So they're basically over budget slightly and they yeah. need to get rid of a couple. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I wonder if nobody buys them, if they'll just bring them out anyway. Because there isn't many... Who's buying movies if they, if Netflix are not buying movies? Yeah, because we, we've done oh countless stories on this show of, well, not just Netflix, Amazon um, picking up yeah. movies that, uh, should Somebody we say, else. traditional movie studios yeah. have dropped or decided to not push forward through anymore. But I, I this is one of the... I can't remember another time where I Netflix can't remember. have been on the other end of no, that. No, nor me. Who are they selling to? Who is, who's buying these things? Uh, well, it, they're open to offers, basically. Yeah, but who's out there buying them? <laughs> it's really yeah. interesting. That's something I didn't think I'd ever see, and now that's, that's it'd be happening. it'd be uh, it'd be a real turn of events if it went to another streamer. Yeah, like especially. Disney or, or Apple. Yeah. Hmm. But it's really, I'm going to keep my eye on those two films. I'm intrigued to see where they're going to end up. Yeah. Keep your eye on that story. Next. Uh, next is probably the the other big story of the of the week, and that is the announcement of the first slate of DC studio movies TV shows. Okay, uh, which was a couple of days ago, which you told me just before when we went on air. You had no idea about. I didn't. I haven't so seen I'm, this. I'm at quite all. surprised you've not seen. No, I've moved, this not seen passed it, me so, by. So we will get a live reaction. Yeah, I'm going to uh, leave this article here, and you can read it. <laughs> uh, so well there's there's a couple of parts to this so you can James Gunn released a, a Twitter video it's, it's him standing in front of a curtain basically telling you what's coming telling you what's happening okay uh, so the first thing he did was confirm that uh, the existing 
or close to finished DC movies that we know about uh, will be released. That's Shazam, Fury of the Gods, yeah. Flash, yeah. Blue Beetle, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. They will all have a cinematic release. Okay, that's good. Uh, he is saying that The Flash, he said The Flash is one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Okay. And that that is the movie that will reset the DC universe. Right, okay, that's interesting because... People, that was the one people were expecting to get buried under the carpet a little yeah. bit because of its star. Yeah. Um, but obviously not. They're going to put all their put all their coins behind that one. Uh, he said that will then lead into their first movies and and this first chapter of of the DC universe that they are responsible for will be called Gods and Monsters. Right. So that's like the umbrella title. Okay. For this uh, group of projects. Um. So we finish with the Flash. We finish off what we've got, and then we're starting afresh, moving forward right yeah. after the Flash. Okay. Yeah. So whether there's been some sort of reshoots or yeah, they've given it an ending, basically. Yeah. Or you know, or some kind of connective tissue remains to be seen. So the first announcement was uh, a TV show, an animated TV show, Creature Commandos. Uh, for which Gunn has already written the first batch of episodes. Right, okay. Um, it it kind of looks like a, a sort of animal version of Suicide Squad. Interesting. Uh, that that That's basically the first thing. Uh, there's this Peacemaker spin-off series coming called Walla with Viola Davis reprising her role uh, as the title character. That is going to sit in between the first and second series of Peacemaker. Right. Because Gunnar said, I've not got time to go straight to make season to a Peacemaker <laughs> because of all this other stuff. Uh, so I'm going to make something completely fresh instead. Well, <laughs> with some of the characters from Peacemaker, but he's not writing it. Okay. So he's, he's basically yeah. giving himself a bit of a time buffer zone. Uh, and then the first movie, uh, which we already knew Gunn was working on, he's writing Superman Legacy. Okay. Uh, it has a release date locked in, 11th of July, 2025. It's not even that long away. Not really. Uh, no casting, no directing uh, confirmations for that. Trust me, you'll know when uh, that film is cast. That will be followed by Lanterns. Okay. Uh, which is going to be an HBO Max TV event TV series, uh, an Earth set detective series, uh, following two Green Lanterns, Hal Jordan and John Stewart, uh, described as true detective with a terrifying mystery that ties into our wider universe. Uh, then followed by The Authority, uh, a movie about a group of superheroes looking to fix a world that they see broken by any means necessary uh, then back to tv paradise lost is a show that set on themisira is that how you say it i didn't <laughs> i've never seen the wonder woman movies no idea uh, set on the um yeah the uh, amazon island inhabited by uh by all those wonderful ladies um it's basically where wonder woman was born yeah he's okay. saying it's uh game of thrones but with amazon uh, and then Batman. Oh, we're getting a Batman. Yeah. The Brave and the Bold, which will feature uh, another version of Bruce Wayne who tries to keep his son, Damian Wayne, in line. 
Booster Gold will be an HBO series featuring a loser from the future who travels back in time and uses the tech from his era to uh, convince people that he's a superhero. (laughs) That's an interesting idea. I like that one. Uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow will be a big sci-fi film uh, based on a darker, harsher version of the character raised on a surviving trunk of uh, chunk of Krypton who sees everyone around her die. Uh, and then finally, a new Swamp Thing movie, a horror-inflected origin story that right. will intersect with the rest of the DC universe. That is a very big list. That's more than I was expecting. Uh, Gunn also confirmed that... Uh, the sequels to Matt Reeves' Batman and Todd Phillips' Joker will fall under the umbrella title Elseworlds. <laughs> right. Uh, so they're just so like... They're outside, they're of, outside the of our community. universe, but they made quite a bit of money, so we're going to keep them. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. uh, yeah. Wow, there's a lot of news there. That's a lot of information. Some good stuff, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so got I mean... a good 10 years worth of sure. stuff going on there. Sure, and I think it does sound like a mix of... Obviously, really well-known characters. Yeah, and and not so much. I'm a little surprised. Am I surprised we had Superman and Batman? I'm a little That's surprised we're getting another ba- Batman movie. Yeah, do we need another? We've Batman already movie? got. Yeah, but this, you're talking. That's that's the last one on the list. That's I know, like eight years away. Um. I yeah, d- like, didn't think we'd get that much information out of that. I'm I'm surprised by that. Let's see how that all it's ties good that together. Got to plan. Let's see how it plays out. I mean, people might be tired of superheroes by then. People are tired <laughs> of superheroes now. People are not watching these new Marvel movies. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, be interesting. It's, he's got to take a whole new take on it. It's got to be. They've got to be darker or something different about them. It's got to happen. Like not shit. And just not shit. It'd be great. Yeah. Next, uh, the director of Palm Springs. That was a oh, great yeah. movie. That was a great wasn't movie. It? Really, really well respected in our Discord. Uh, Max Barbacow yeah. has announced his next project. Okay. Uh, it is a as yet untitled body swap comedy starring. Yep. Wait for it. I'm waiting. Julia Roberts and Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Interesting. Two women in their 50s going to swap bodies <laughs> with each other. Uh, and it's been snapped up by Amazon. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's got to be something more to this. Yeah, of course there is. Because, <laughs> and and I really enjoyed Palm Springs. I know a lot of people did. Yeah, so it's very popular. I kind of, this is quite an interesting sort of tease. That's a couple of quite big names. Yeah. And my first question is, what's the gimmick? Because usually with a body swap, you've got, oh, it's kid and adult. Yeah, it's or boy to girl. It's and posh person yeah. or... You know, boy to girl or yeah. something along those lines. You know, now you're getting middle-aged lady to middle-aged lady. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, that's that's quite the step up, um, star power-wise, I guess. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. They're they're two two of the most famous women in the world. Yeah. More news as we get it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep our eye on that one. We say this a lot. Let's keep our eye on that one and then we never go back to it. Yeah, we do. Because we come back to it and give updates on previous bits of news. Like who is going to play Michael Jackson? Oh, yes. In the the Michael Jackson biopic. Yeah, I thought that we'd got this planned out last week, but (laughs) then things changed quite quickly. Uh, 
we we when we talked about the Michael Jackson biopic, we did say for a little while, who's going to take that on? Yeah, we did. That's going to be a you know, who's going to want to do that? There's a, potentially a really controversial role. Well, there's maybe something we didn't consider. Yes, we never thought about. So. Uh, keep it in the family, <laughs> uh, because Michael Jackson's nephew Jafar <laughs> is going to play Michael Jackson in the biopic. Who better? Yes, the return of Jafar. <laughs> So this is Jermaine Jackson's son. Youngest son, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's 26 years old. He is. I think... He looks like him. Or he looks like what he would have looked like had he stayed looking like that. I mean, is it is it cynical of me to assume with this new information that this might not be the most warts and all biopic we've ever I don't think that's cynical. I think that's fair. This is <laughs> the way. Seen. The, this is a way for the family to keep involved, surely. Well, they reckon they did a worldwide search, and they just was like, "Well, there's nobody who can do this better." <laughs> Imagine if they'd done that first. Yeah, like, and this, they literally years long worldwide search, and then they just found this kid <laughs> yeah. at the back of the room. Oh, Jermaine's got a son. <laughs> yeah. Let's try him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no way this is going to be the story of Michael Jackson. This is going to be a glorified story of Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's hard not to postulate that that will be yeah. the case. Uh, I'm sure it'll be great. Good for Jafar, I guess. Absolutely. Looks like a nice kid. Anything else? Last piece of news. Cool. What we got? Because... Gaps between resetting of franchises yeah. just seem to get exponentially shorter, don't they? Absolutely. Because I was pretty sure that there was a new movie on this franchise really recently. Okay. Turns out it's five years old. Okay. <laughs> That's really recent. But it's still quite recent. Uh, Amazon have announced this week that they have struck a deal to develop movies. Okay. Games. Yep. And TV series, all set in the Tomb Raider universe. Interesting. Uh, and in terms of at least the TV series, they have signed up Phoebe Waller-Bridge to write. Wow, that does. That, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I love Tomb Raider. They don't seem to be two things that go together to me. Not. No, not necessarily. She's had a lot to do with the upcoming Indiana Jones movie as well. Yeah, she has. That also feels like possibly not a match. But Yeah, you're right. She's in that as well, isn't <laughs> yeah, she? Yeah, she is, yeah. Uh, she does have, it, it is worth noting, a, a sort of overarching deal with Amazon right. uh, to, to help develop shows. Um, but yeah, apparently she's a fan. I mean, she would say that. Yeah, of she <laughs> Signed up to help write this thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but again, according to the Hollywood Reporter, the aim, because this is always the aim, is to create a linked universe of movies, shows, and a new game. Oh, wow. Featuring the adventurous Lava Croft. The adventurous. Yeah, she's pretty adventurous. Yeah. I also feel like there is a new Tomb Raider game every couple of years. Yeah, they do come There's every like so never often. not been one, has there? No. Not for like an extended... No, they do come every... Time. The last one was really good. I played the yeah. last one. It was really good. I think it was the last one. One of the last ones was really good. Interesting. She's coming back. <laughs> who ca- who do you cast as Lara Croft these days? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Nor do I. 
All news done? That's all the news. Good news week. The done. password sharing thing's the big news this week. And that's that's the one that's going to affect everybody. Yeah. Well, everybody password shares. Some people don't, yeah. obviously. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've not watched loads. I uh, haven't either, really. But I have watched a few episodes of something I have really enjoyed, and that is Extraordinary. Oh, I've been watching that too. On Disney+. Plus. How many have you seen? Three. I've done I think three. Six? Yeah. Maybe. I'll yeah, it's great. Probably go and carry on when I get back home. Yeah, same. I will as well. It's right. great. It's just... Found it's, it hilarious. It isn't what I was expecting, because I didn't know what I was expecting. It's a superhero show, but it ultimately... Is, yeah. But it's about... For people who don't know, it's a superhero show about everybody in the world has a superpower, except for this our main character, sure. who hasn't been given one or <laughs> hasn't received one from the universe. As, how as she my... deals with that. And I was expecting it to be like a teeny American like drama. And it isn't at all. It's a sweary it's, British. It's a sweary British grungy comedy. Yeah, with a cool soundtrack. With a really cool uh, soundtrack. As my wife said when we were watching it, this is like Encanto, but with swears. It's <laughs> a good shout. That is a good shout. There's some brilliant It's basically the it. same story. Yeah. yeah, there's some really good characters in it. Have you, I don't know how far you're in. Have you met Jizzlord yet? They, I've just, they, I've I just watched the episode where they put the vigilante team together. Okay. No, then. But so, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. Jizzlord's amazing. When you meet Jizzlord, he's so funny. And he's called Jizzlord, which is funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've laughed loads. Yeah, I've laughed a lot. More than I did... Uh, I finished Abbott Elementary this week. Yeah. Which is also great, but I didn't really laugh a lot. But the, yeah, yeah. In this yeah. First I episode. found the same with But then it. the first, end of the first episode of Extraordinary is a gut punch. Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's like, whoa, I was not expecting that. Yeah, it's out of nowhere. That's like, oh, why why you do my emotions like yeah, this? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. It was really good. Really, really good. Really? Good. I just... Really snappy, really well written, and very well acted. Yeah, I wasn't going to watch it. Yes. And then Ross Ross mentioned in the Discord about how good it was. So I was like, "Well, I'll check it out." And I'm addicted now. I'm going to watch it all. Yeah, it's great. Anything else? That's pretty much it, I think, for me. Yeah, I've not watched a lot more. I, fi- I did finish Abbott Elementary, as I just mentioned. Yeah. I got to the end of that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't. It's nothing. It's, it's, not it's, 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 it's a well made. It's just a good, show. It's yeah. got good performances. I know what you mean. It isn't. It sounds like an insult. It's not. Yeah, I don't want to insult it. No, because it is good, but it's not. Laugh, it's not it's laugh not, a minute. It's not it's laugh not, out loud funny. No, yeah. it's just. It's just a good little show. Um, as I mentioned, we finished the Robert franchise. Uh, I went to the cinema last night. Okay, yeah. I it was an unlimited screen of a film that comes out at the end of this month called Missing. But yeah, I think there's loads of films called that. <laughs> I think there is. It's a very generic title. It's the epitome of a Saturday night pizza in a Magnum movie. Okay. It's it's a good little thriller. It's a mystery thriller. Um, it's all done by... It's one of these movies where everything's done on by sitting in front of a computer. So it's all Facebook okay. Lives. It's all webcam footage. Yeah. It's all like FaceTimes, that sort of thing. The whole movie is that. That um, kind of feels a bit retro now almost. Yeah, almost. It's sort of... I've I've never seen Spree a movie. Type. I know there's a few movies out there, but I've never really seen one that's done it. I've watched Spree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I, I was worried that the gimmick could get old really quickly. Yeah. But it actually didn't. It actually was quite compelling because you'd be like, oh, what the fuck? Because it was twisting and turning all over the place. And then you'd be like, oh, some, this person's ringing it. We're going to find out more about this side of it. And then, oh, she's getting a FaceTime from this person who we think is a bad guy, but might be a good guy. Mm-hmm. The story is basically this girl, 18-year-old girl, her mum and stepdad go on holiday to Colombia. 
and she's due to pick them up from the airport at 11 o'clock when they come home. Sure. And they don't turn up. And she has no clue where they are. She never, she doesn't hear from them. And it's her sitting in front of her computer trying to figure out what's, where, go what's gone on and where yeah. they are. And she gets hold of this guy in Colombia and he goes and he's like her foot and face on the ground in Colombia. And it's like, you ever heard of TaskRabbit? Yes. So you can, he's one of them. So yeah. you can hire people to do stuff for you. And so she's FaceTiming him constantly. He's really good in it. He's actually really good at it. And it was a lot better than it had any right to be. I was actually really hooked by the end. Okay. And yeah, I was um, check it out when it comes out. I think it comes out on the twenty fourth of February. Um, yeah, I was I was surprised. I was expecting it to be shit because I just went in thinking, well, this ain't going to be great. Yeah, but it's actually a really good story. Excellent. Quite actually, quite. It's got Miles from Lost in it. Oh really? Yeah, but he's quite old. I think now you mentioned that. I think I might have seen the trailer. Yeah, maybe. It's yeah. All, yeah, the trailer's out there definitely. Um, the only other thing I've mentioned that I haven't mentioned over the last few weeks is I've been watching the Last of Us TV show. Oh, of course, yeah. There's three episodes in now. Yeah. Uh, is potentially something really special going on here. This is a really good TV show. Yeah. Already, this is the show that The Walking Dead always wanted to be <laughs> and isn't, as never was. This week's episode, I would challenge you not to blub your eyes out all the way through it. Sure. And I was not expecting the show about the plant zombies to make me cry as much as it did on Monday. It's brilliant. The f- episode three of this series is. Look, this thing is. Uh, it's taking the getting, world by Getting storm. universally. Yeah, praised. It really is, and it quite rightly because it's brilliant. The first yeah. three episodes have been really good. You can see it's got money spent on it, and you can see where that money's going. But yeah, it's it's great. It's really great. Awesome. Definitely check it out if you're not been watching The Last of Us. I think there's nine altogether. I know a lot of people are waiting till it ends, and then just binge it. But this week's episode was an hour and twenty minutes. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> it, was like, it was a long Getting episode. A movie a week, guys. Yeah, pretty much. But last week's only like an hour, so yeah. they're not like regular episodes. But yeah, it's great. I, I, this week's was so good, so so good. I think that's it. I think that's all I've watched this week. That's good. Yeah, good week. Thanks. <laughs> Should we do a real talk? Let's do it. Let's do a real talk. I've got no. My phone's dead. Oh. <laughs> You're going to have to drive I'll this. I'll just do it all, shall I? Uh, what was this week's question? Do you remember that at least? Uh, the question for this week's Real Talk was, what's the best performance by a child actor? Yep. There's a child actor in our film this week. There is. So that's kind of where we went with it, and I it's guess. Called... You are not my mother. You are not my mother. We'll come on to that after we've done the Real Talk, shall we? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the link. Very perceptive of you. <laughs> did we get any responses on the social media? This is the question. I'm just looking through Instagram now. And we did get a few responses. Okay. Our good friend, Steve Lawson from Creative Studios. Yeah. We met him last summer in July. We, did, we yeah. inter- went to interview him. He made one of the films that we did, Pentagram. He yeah. made Pentagram. He's a film director from very local to where we are. Great guy. It was a really good interview. Check out that episode. It's still around on our stream somewhere. He went with Danny Pintoro in Cujo. I, look. It's like not it. a bad show. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad show. It's a really good performance. It is. I mean, I think that kid was massively abused during the making <laughs> of that film. He was not treated well, I don't think. But yeah, really, really good. Uh, Six Sense. What's the kid in that called? Hayley Joel Osment. Uh, he certainly is. Two Sense Critic. They're another podcast. Uh, they chose that as their answer. He is great in that movie. Yeah, he is. C- considering if you, if you just... The thing, it's tough with the Sixth Sense because it's become so parodied and yeah. so just, oh, this, you know, the twist is the twist. But and maybe, you know, 
it's Bruce Willis being Bruce Willis, but but at its core is that that performance by Haley Joel Osment. It's not a bad shout, is it? It's a it's a good shout. Agreed. I think that's all we got on the socials. Let me just quickly check Instagram. We all know that I know what I'm looking for on there. So, oh, Ross Cook came out as on Instagram with a different answer. He came up as with Bella Ramsey for Game of Thrones and The Last of Us. Okay. <laughs> but mainly for Hilda. What's Hilda? Very, uh, very topical. Yeah, very topical. That's it. So I'll head into the Discord now, shall I? There were some uh, controversial ones in here today. It generated a lot of debate, this one. It Actually, did. more than I thought. Mm. One of the things I like about Real Talk is that I'm often wrong about which ones I think are going to like generate more mm. answers than others because <laughs> I wasn't sure about this one. Yeah, if it if it would, but uh, I think we had we've had quite a lot of interaction. I've Indeed, done it. Uh, Wayno came back to us first. He was the first to respond. He came with Benjamin Chivers from the Devil's Hour. Okay, he was the creepiest kid I've ever seen. Smashed his performance out of the park. He wants to give a shout out to Kirsten Dunst and Bradley Pierce in the original Jumanji. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, good shout. Kirsten Dunst, I mean, obviously, uh, very famous for that. When she was even younger in uh, Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, of course. Very good. Yeah. Really good oh. performance in that. Um, Ross Cook came out as with his official answer is Henry Thomas from E.T. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's tough to beat. Mm. I, I I, like E.T. I'm not convinced by Henry Thomas and yeah. E.T. He's a bit... I think he's perfect. I think he's great for that film. Yeah. Drew Barrymore's great in that film. Oh, yeah, She's yeah. like six. Yeah. Uh, Honourable mentions for Christina Ricci in the Adams Family movies. He then predicted who I was going to pick, so we'll leave that for a minute. Uh, Smileyton came back to us with Macaulay Culkin in My Girl or Hayley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense. Isn't Macaulay Culkin better in Home Alone? I don't know. Is he? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen My Girl for many a year. Me neither. But Home Alone's his movie. Oh, yeah, it is. Until the last 20 minutes or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, he also then predicted somebody who I would pick. Okay. So everybody's trying to steal my picks. <laughs> um, Alex came at us with Alex Hibbert in Moonlight. Okay. I haven't seen Moonlight, so I can't comment on that one. Have you? No, but I, 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 it is often mentioned as a fantastic performance. I've not seen that movie either. No, nor me. Uh, he also wants to do an honourable mention to Lily from Modern Family. Okay, <laughs> she is great. To be fair, I didn't watch much of that show. I've not seen much of it, but I have seen bits. And then there was a whole Modern Family sidebar that everybody <laughs> went on. <laughs> then Sam Mulholland came out as with a controversial one. Okay, he came out as with Sadie Sink and Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. Yeah. So I said, "Are the Stranger Kings kids? Are the Stranger Things kids kids?" Because I think I thought he was thinking of this later series of Stranger Things when those two really came into their own. Yeah, but he came back and said, "No, I just think they're great from the start." So fair enough. If that's what you think. Well, I th- I thought you were then like being quite hypocritical Why? because I'd asked earlier in the Discord if uh, if the kids from Stand by Me were allowed. Yeah, and I always like this is just, this is me thinking all. All of those people are around the same age, so if we can have the Stand By Me kids, why can't we have the Stranger Things kids? Kayla McClarkson's almost 20 now. <laughs> right. So in that latest series of Stranger Things, he would have been 18, 17, okay. 18. So would Sadie Sink. <laughs> but when the, when the show started, they were like 12, 13 years old. Okay. So they're, they're fine, <laughs> but not for this latest series. That's okay, not a child performance. That's fine. Whereas 
in Stand By Me, Will Wheaton was 12 when Stand By Me was filmed. Yeah. And I think River Phoenix was 16 and he was the oldest. Okay. Right. He famously lost his virginity on the set of yeah. Stand By Me. Um, then there was an argument about that. That, that all kicked <laughs> off as well. He wants to give an on. Sam wants to give an honourable mention to the two kids in One Division. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Doctor and in, they're also both in Doctor Strange, obviously. And then he wanted to give a shout out to Jack Gleason from Game of Thrones for King Joffrey. Now, I was this was a knowledge bomb dropped on me <laughs> because my first reaction was that's a great idea. Why has no one mentioned him before? <laughs> Uh, Jack Gleason was 19 when Game of Thrones started. Yeah, sorry, you're out. <laughs> you can't have it. He's 31 now. He's uh, he's an old dude. Um, and he does he does he give he did quit acting after he'd finished playing. Okay, Joffrey because of the hate that he got for playing that role. He yeah. was great at it, but he has just made a film, so he's on his way back. And then I think Sam got a bit fed up with me calling out his answers, and he picked the ginger kid from Breaking Bad. He's <laughs> <laughs> in like one scene, and I just put, well, at least that one's a child. <laughs> That's it. That's all of our responses on the socials this week. Have you got an answer? I, I'm not sure. I can't decide. I've got a couple of honourable mentions. Yeah. Well. I'm going to throw some out there and I'll, I'll, okay. I'll do it on the night. I'll decide which one's my official Throw choice. some at me. Uh, Jodie Foster won Taxi Driver. Yeah. Yeah. It's great uh, in that. Linda Blair in The Exorcist. Yeah. Good shout. That's a really good shout, actually. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah. Do you think how much impact that's had over the yeah, years. Yeah, and that's a big role for a young child to yeah. take on. Uh, my phone's died, so I can't remember the kid's name. Okay. The kid from the Babadook. Oh, yeah. He was going to be one of my yeah. honourable mentions as well. That scene in the car when he's screaming. That was just... Intense. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. To get to get that sort of performance out of a kid that young. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he is really young. Brilliant. The kid in the Babadook. Is I like, think he was six. In yeah, when proper young. I was... Doing a bit of reading this week. But I think... I think I've got to go with uh, Natalie Portman in Leon. Okay. I haven't seen Leon. Have you never? No. I uh, should watch it. That's that's a good answer. Yeah. Cool. It's just, yeah, it's her film. It's her film. She yeah. just owns it. Good answer. How about you? I've got a couple I want to mention. Um... Sean Astin in the Goonies is fantastic. He plays re- he plays that part really well. Yeah, <laughs> you just stared at me then, as if you hated me. I was like, because it's some sort of answer. <laughs> um, we're waiting in Stand by Me. Is fantastic in that film. Is he the best one of the four? Yeah. As in terms of the performance, yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. I genuinely, do, I genuinely yeah. do think he's the best one in that film. That all all four of those kids are great in that film. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but he the range they he are. has to the emotions he has to go through to play that role is really good. Okay, who who would you have picked out of it? River Phoenix. I I've got a soft spot for um, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman in anything in the eighties, yeah. everything in the eighties. You could in that movie. You could but do him that. I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's more about the. The interplay of the four of them. But I, yeah, I guess Will Wynn's got the most to do, isn't he? He's got the most weight to carry yeah. in that movie. Yeah. yeah. He has to go through a lot of emotions in that film. Um, Ross predicted that I was going to pick Jacob Tremblay from Room. Okay. And I am going to pick Jacob Tremblay <laughs> from Room because that is, the, in my opinion, the best child acting performance I've ever seen. He's also fantastic in Wonder, which people don't really remember. 
Have you seen Wonder? I have seen Owen Wonder, Wilson. yeah. And there's also Wilson another kid in that film. Netflix, yeah. There's another kid in that film called Noah Jupp. Mm-hmm. He plays his mate in that, and that's also a fantastic performance. Yeah. They're, those two in that are really good, but it is Jacob Tremblay in Room. But because Ross picked it and said that's what I would say, I'm not going to say it. Okay. <laughs> have you ever seen The Road with Viggo Mortensen? Oh, many years ago. Once, I think, yeah. So Cody Schmidt McPhee's in that one. Yeah. It's like 12, 13. And... Back in them, them, I think it came out in 2009. Uh-huh. Back then, I used to write a blog, believe it or not. I, they, that was a thing. It was a thing. I did. Um, and I remember writing the re- my review of The Road and saying, Cody Schmidt-McPhee in this film is the best child performance I've ever seen. And one day, he will be nominated for an Oscar. And then last year, he was nominated for an Oscar. Well, and I was vindicated. <laughs> um, he, I don't rate that film very highly. I think it's it's quite slow. It's very methodical uh, it's, it's called matt mccarthy it's novel. Matt, it's, yeah that's, yeah exactly that's, that's but what his book cody schmidt mcphee's performance in that film is fantastic fantastic and look all these years later vindication absolutely he got nominated for an oscar last year <laughs> um so because ross called me out and said i would obviously pick jacob tremblay because that's the only kid i ever talk about on this show because he's fucking brilliant um i'm going with cody schmidt mcphee to fuck ross cook over okay <laughs> It wasn't that good in Before I Wake. Oh, of course. I've forgotten about Before I Wake. They all came at the same sort of time. <laughs> Jacob, he was great in that. Yeah, all those, he did all those three films at the same time. Yeah. That's got to be the best couple of years for a child actor, those three films. Performance-wise. <laughs> Performance-wise. Maybe. The best three films a child actor made in such a short period of time. The Room is fantastic. If you've not seen Room, go and watch Room, please. I don't know. It's no Home Alone... My girl, Home Alone 2, tri- uh, <laughs> Richard triple Rich. header, is it? <laughs> uh, Richie think- Rich. Oh my God, that's a bad movie. That is a bad what, movie. What a massive star Macaulay Culkin was, though. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Anyway, I think we've done another wave. Should we briefly talk about this week's episode? Yeah, come back movie here show? at the uh, very same feed on yeah. Thursday. We'll be back with a movie show. We're going back for the first time in a little while. Mm-hmm. To Ireland. We are. We're going to do an Irish horror movie. You are not my mother. I am not his mother. That is true. But that is also what this film's called. <laughs> uh, yeah, an Irish horror called You Are Not My Mother. I'm looking forward to talking about this. Me too. Because I'm not sure what you're going to have made of it. <laughs> I said to I was talking to Smileyton at work today and I was like, Nick is not going to have a clue what I think about this. No. Film. He's really not. And I think I, I think I know what you think of it. I, I think I'm pretty you, sure you don't know what I think. I think you are, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, yeah. which always makes for the best episodes. If we don't know what the other person's thinking, we always have a lot of fun with these films. So because uh, I I think there's re- you know just just for a final tease, I think there are reasons and things about this movie that I think you will like and appreciate, and I also think. There's stuff in there that you may not be so keen on. I'm trying not to give anything away with my eyes. So as to what you're sort of... Where you're going to land with this one is going to be really interesting. Okay, cool. I think I know where you're going to land with it, but we'll uh, let's go and record it. And then these people can listen to it on Thursday when it comes out. Oh, I'm excited for future us's to <laughs> find out what we're going to say. Come back on Thursday for the movie show episode on You Are Not My Mother. And then we'll be back next Monday for another episode of The Wave. Until then, goodbye. Cheers. Bye.